Uh, with my first pick in the second round, I'm going with Anthony Davis. You sure you want him to be your teammate? Uh, I, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm very sure of that. <laughs> right. is, is, is it that tempering? No, no. <laughs> Shots fired, Tem uh, and you're up. Tempering rules, tempering rules does not imply on All-Star Weekend. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, freak. <laughs> on today's episode of the Too Legit Podcast, episode number 36, we got to talk All-Star Weekend, ladies and gentlemen. It was going down. Charlie Brown this weekend in Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm going to tell you all about my weekend. I'm going to talk about All-Star Weekend, obviously. And then we're going to talk a little AAF on how I don't watch it and how it may be crumpling in front of our very eyes. Got to talk a little bit about Manny Machado breaking news. MLB talking, of course, we're talking Mr. Big Chest. Where is he ending up? Which NFL team is going to pick up Mr. Big Chest? Folks, I got to thank my sponsors, Kangoo Bar is the hottest protein bar in the world. Check out kangubar.com. Thanks for the free samples, kangubar. That's K-A-N-G-U. It's not made out of kangaroo, but it's uh, made out of some good old protein, so check them out. Thank you for sponsoring this show. Let's, uh, let's drop the beat, and let's get right into it. February 20th, and All-Star Weekend, it's like an All-Star Week now, is about to come to an end. I hope everybody had an incredible weekend. There's a lot of uh, sporting events going down. Uh, I went to LA Live this past weekend for the Errol Spence and Mikey Garcia press conference. That fight is going down in Dallas, but that press conference was going down here at LA Live. Uh, it was going down at the uh, Leo Santa Cruz Rafael Rivera fight. That was going down. And ladies and gentlemen, it felt like I was at Cinco de Mayo. It was literally... Mexicans everywhere. No complaints. I love Mexicans, but the only brother in the house was Errol Spence. He was definitely a fish out of water, inside and outside the place. Look, because the fight, the fight, the main fights that were going on for was on Fox. The co-main event and the main event was all Mexicans. So, you know, they're out there rooting their heads off, and it was a, it was a scene, ladies and gentlemen. There was tons of outfits. There was people wearing their El Chapo shoes. The buttons were all the way down. The cologne was at an all-time high. And all I can say is, it was a blasty blast. And after all that, I got to meet up with my good old buddy, the Black Beast, Craig Lewis, uh, award-winning listener and recurring guest. We had to wait because the All-Star Weekend was a little later that night. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it went down. Can we talk about the All-Star Weekend, the skills challenge? That's what kicked it all off. I'm not even going to talk about Friday with the celebrity game. I got Ronnie 2K. My man had a D-plus uh, teammate rating. We're not, you know, we, we don't want to focus on that. My, shout out to my guy, Ronnie. He tried, his, uh, he tried his best out there. Missed a couple layups. I still voted him for MVP, but shout out to Famous Los. And then uh, the what, the world game? The AAU America team was like, no, 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 I don't want to hear all this crap. The, the world team won last year. We're tired of hearing about Luka Doncic. 
So, uh, yeah, Team America, go. Back to Saturday, the skills challenge. It started off. My pick was Nikola Jokic. He was a great betting pick. All right. I know everybody, the, the hot pick was Doncic because the media and the world loves Luka Doncic. He's the wonder boy. He looks like the new Larry Bird. People call him a chubby James Harden. I don't even know. All I know is he looks like the guy who, who's at your frat who gets everything paid for by his parents. He's that guy. That's why some people don't like him. But back to the skills challenge. He got beaten out by Trey Young, I believe. Trey Young did the little, he passed it way ahead of himself and used that speed. I'm not mad at him. Some people were kind of mad at that, but you know what? You got to do what you got to do to win. Jason Tatum knocked out my guy, Nikola Jokic. Now, I love me some Nikola Jokic, but he is just hilarious. He gets four inches off the ground when he when he jumps, but he's the most skilled big man, I mean, other than Joel Embiid probably in the league. It's a tie right now, in my opinion, between Joel and Nikola Jokic, but Joel seems to be way more athletic. Joel is a monster, but folks, back to Nikola Jokic. He got eliminated. I hope he puts on some Nike Air Monarchs. Can, can Nike please put him in those Air Monarchs? That should be his signature shoe. Jason Tatum, he beat him. And it was between Jason Tatum and Trey Young. And man, Jason Tatum heaved it. He shot his shot. He did the damn thing. He shot it from half court and made it. Trey Young was in shock. Atlanta cannot win anything this year. And Jason Tatum took home the skill challenge trophy. And then he got he was on his high horse. He was on his soapbox after and said, you know what? The La- the Celtics, rather, not the Lakers, the Celtics are going to go and win the finals. You know what? Oh, oh, brother. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Now, you got too much dip on your chip. I respected Jason Tatum. I respect, and you know what? This is probably your last year in Boston if, if that trade happens. And I respect that confidence, but there's no way Boston is winning the title. Like, I don't even know if Boston makes it to the Eastern Conference Finals. He's shooting the lights out at Berkeley Center for the breakout Brooklyn Nets. No sleep till Brooklyn. Give it up for the Nets. Joe Harris. Let's focus on the three-point contest. My guy, Joe Harris, that was my pick on last week's show with Scoop B. You can listen to that podcast on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Google Play, Spotify, anywhere you'll watch and listen to podcasts. Folks, the accountant, Joe Harris, his beard was looking mighty nice, and he was ready to win that thing. The only thing that was standing in his way was Stephen Curry, the hometown kid, the favorite. And my God, Stephen Curry went scorch earth. I think he dropped 27. He cleared the final rack. He made his final nine, I believe. Nine is a key number for Stephen Curry, I noticed. And led the first round. We move on to the second. My guy, Joe Harris, he kicked it all off. He put up a big boy number. Buddy Heald was after him. And man, you could see in his face, Buddy Heald, he felt the pressure. He was getting lemon booty. The cheeks were getting very, very tight after he missed a couple. He was just like, oh man, he should have took off that giant rope chain. Maybe it was weighing him down all that gold. He was dripping on Saturday night. And then it came down to Stephen Curry uh, in the final slot. He was the last man to go in the final round. Now, folks, I bet on Joe Harris. He was 12 to 1 to win this thing. So in my mind, I'm watching it with the Black Beast Craig Lewis. We're watching this, and the only thing between me and cashing in this ticket is the greatest shooter in NBA history in his hometown. So I saw Stephen Curry. I was like, oh, Jesus. This guy was shooting the lights out. He made his first nine in a row again, and then he went ice 
cold. Joe Harris had no emotion. He just kept watching the ball being released from Steph's hands to the basket. And man, it just so happens he couldn't get over the hump. Steph Curry missed one of the final money balls, and that gave Joe Harris the edge. Congratulations. He took home the three-point title. He almost didn't even get invited to this thing, which I don't get. I know he plays on the Brooklyn Nets. Nobody talks about the Brooklyn Nets. They're a sixth seed in the East, but Joe Harris has the second-best three-point percentage in the league, and he's first from the corners. So I knew this guy, Joe Harris, was going to be popping off. He didn't get lemon booty. The cheeks did not get tight. He kept it loose. And he won the damn thing. And now, now, hold on, Warriors fans. I know you're very angry. You're not used to seeing Steph losing. You're probably saying he was injured. You're probably saying uh, he should have won because he had the most in the first round. But no, this was Joe Harris's moment. He took all that. And Steph Curry not really winning anything was the theme this All-Star weekend. Oh, yeah, I know I'm a Lakers fan. But when the pressure gets to Steph, he uh, gets a little tight. That's all I'm saying. You can say how you want it. Yeah, I don't know what you want to do because he's been uh, on a super team. Let's see what happens when Durant goes to New York or the Nets or the Clippers. We'll see what happens with the Warriors dynasty. But no, really, in real reality, I'm just kidding. Steph Curry is the greatest shooter of all time. But uh, when, they go, when it gets kind of hot, uh, you know what happens, folks. Let's focus to the dunk contest now. Let's talk about the dunk contest. I don't know what to say. There was some great dunks in the first round, and the second round, eh, it was kind of flat, ladies and gentlemen. John Collins from the Atlanta Hawks, he got absolutely no love, ladies and gentlemen. This guy, he grabbed the side of the board and dunked it, and he looked at the crowd like the crowd was supposed to lose it, like it was like it was WrestleMania at Madison Square Garden. No! The crowd did not care for it whatsoever. I don't even know if they know John Collins is an NBA player. They probably thought he was just a guy who was going to be jumped over, and he just ended up in the dunk contest on accident. John Collins got no love from the crowd whatsoever. And you know what? He any The five people that were cheering for him, he lost him when he tried to jump over the plane. Did you see him? Not only that, we've seen people jump over cars, people. Man, he jumped, he jumped over a paper plane. I, got, I get it. I get it. He, the Wright brothers, North Carolina, they brought out the plane. I think that flew over a lot of people's heads. And then he had six of his boys come out dressed up fully like they were in the movie Aviator with the goggles, the hat. And the outfit. And that man, they looked pissed. They looked absolutely livid that they had to do this. I'm sure John Collins said, man, just do this for me. Uh, I'll, maybe I'll jump over you, see how I'm feeling. But look, we're going to go to the club. We'll do some karaoke after. Trust me, it's All-Star Weekend. They probably agreed, which they did. They obviously did agree. And John Collins clipped the plane when he jumped over. He clipped both sides. That To me, that's a 10 because it's very hard for you to clip both sides. Jumping up and clipping the wing and then jumping down and clipping the other side of the wing. That's impressive, ladies and gentlemen. Either way, you cut it. Hamadou Diallo was an animal, folks. He came out of nowhere. He was, what, uh, minus, plus 250, two and a half to one? He had the best dunk of the night. He dunked over Shaq. He had the Superman on his chest, ladies and gentlemen. It was something to see. And then he put the cradle. He put the, he put the arm all the way elbow deep in to the hoop i'm not mad at that that was a great dunk it was a perfect 50 i, I dug it it was it was really good it was a lot better than what john collins ever concocted uh for the dunk contest he didn't need any goggles or anything side note about john collins i, I keep talking about john collins i love how he put on the hat and then the goggles and then he realizes he was about to do it yeah i can't be dunking with the goggles on because i can't be risking injury it's like he just thought of that the day before or like he ordered the plane and didn't know what he was gonna do but back to diallo 
He was he he's a freak, man. He's jumping over things and he was doing the damn thing. He advanced to the next round. Miles Bridges did some fun dunks as well. He had the Larry Johnson gold tooth. Gotta respect it. He couldn't nail that one of his dunks, though. It took him like six attempts. Uh, but they still gave him like eights. The judging here was very everybody gets a trophy-like. And you know what? It was very participation trophy heavy, okay? I, I'm trying to I'm trying to find some better wordage, but that's all I can say, ladies and gentlemen. There was nothing less than like an eight from what I remember. If, if you can't nail the dunk, give him a zero. Give him a three. Like, DSJ couldn't hit his dunk, like, for the fifth time, and they all gave mates. Like, even, like, Candace Parker and whoever else was on there, they're like, no, 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 yeah, man, it was good. I think Muggsy Bogues was there hanging out for some reason. Whatever. Give them some threes, man. It's not going to hurt their feelings. Like, I know some dudes get their feelings because they didn't want to join the dunk contest. I know, what, LeBron didn't want to do dunk contest because he didn't want to lose. Some guys don't do the dunk contest because they don't want to be second place in something. Look, you guys are professionals. It's okay to get a four on something, okay? And you know it. Now let's go to the finals, okay? Hamadou Diallo versus Dennis Smith Jr. Dennis Smith Jr., he blew the roof off this place in the first round as well. I mean, Diallo and Dennis Smith Jr. blew their load on the second dunks of the first round. He dumped over J. Cole. He put on J. Cole's uh, jersey there, and it was pretty lit. But we go to the next round. Diallo was doing all these safe dunks. Dennis Smith Jr. jumped over Dwayne Wade, and there was Steph Curry there for some reason. I think Dwayne Wade was like, please, this is my last All-Star game. This is my last season. Do not bust your knee over my head. I don't want to crack my head open. I'm very pretty. I dress very nice. It was a great favor for Dennis, uh, for, for Dwayne Wade, rather, to do it for Dennis Smith Jr. It was a good, it was fun. It was a cool, cool, cute dunk. In the end, Hamadou Diallo wins the dunk contest. I'm not mad at it. He had the best dunks, but now it's it's a tie between Jeremy Evans and Hamadou Diallo for the guys who win the dunk contest who uh, haven't done much in their NBA career. Um, that's not a shot because Hamadou Diallo, he does play a little bit, but he hasn't really done much, okay? Aaron Gordon, if you remember, didn't win his dunk contest, okay? D- Derek, Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine blew the roof off of Toronto, okay? And, and Gordon didn't win, so it's between Jeremy Evans and Hamadou Diallo. Now, next year... The dunk contest is going to be in Chicago 2020 in the United Center, the Matt, the Center, the United Center, the Madhouse on Madison. These, these are my contestants right here. You got to have Hamadou Diallo back because he won it. Okay. There has to be some continuity. So bring back the reigning and the defending Zach Gordon, excuse me, Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine, the two guys who, who, who had the last great dunk contest, they've agreed to go back. Okay. They're, it's in Levine's hometown. Aaron Gordon's going to come back and do the damn thing. Cool. We got three. The last contestant has to be Zion Williamson. This guy is Dominique Wilkins and Charles Barkley combined. Okay. And this is, and he ate some Wheaties. All right. And if they, you know, if they keep that four person format, you got to go with those. If they expand the field, I I say make it to six or maybe even eight. They got to go all out folks. You got to have Giannis in there. He said he wants to do it. Donovan Mitchell said he'd do it. He won the t- he won the championship last year. Remember that. Donovan Mitchell said he'd come if Giannis comes. So that's six. You could even include Morant, the other rookie who will be a top five pick. Heck, Derrick Jones Jr. out of Miami is a is a high flyer as well. But they, I think they got to go all in on this dunk contest next year in Chicago. They got to somehow find a way for Michael Jordan to be a judge. I know that's going to be impossible, but this is the house that MJ built, ladies and gentlemen. Michael Jordan, come on, come on, Mike. 
Get Michael Jordan. Get Dominique Wilkins. Get all the legends out there to be. Get Dr. J out there to give some serious scores. I want to see Michael Jordan hand out a two on somebody. That would be the greatest thing ever. I know it's going to be hard. Look, this year Michael Jordan hosted the All Star game, and you only saw him for like forty five seconds. He made his he made his appearance at center court. He held the ball with that guy, and he's like, "All right, here's a pat on the back. Go buy some shoes. I'm out of here." All in all, it was a great Saturday night. Fun events. Dunk contest was, well, it was okay. Some people said it was absolutely atrocious. Rachel Nichols was absolutely pooping on it on the jump. Thought it was good if we count those uh, those second round dun- uh, those second dunks in the first round. It was pretty cool. Three-point shootout was fun to watch. And the skills challenge, I love the mix of bigs and guards. Great thing to watch. Let's talk the all-star game, ladies and gentlemen. Team LeBron, they didn't even start playing until six minutes left in the fourth quarter. Okay, and they easily covered the five-and-a-half-point spread. Damian Lillard was playing out of his mind. He was pulling up from the logo. He was pulling up from Uptown Charlotte and making threes. It was out of control. Kevin Durant locked it down the fourth quarter, showing that he is the best player in the NBA right now. I, I, I love LeBron, but Kevin Durant was out here trying to make a statement. And you know what? When was the last time LeBron lost an All-Star game? You can't bet against LeBron in the All-Star game, okay? He finds a way to win every time. Kevin Durant won the MVP, but in reality, it should have been Russell Westbrook. Look, LeBron made the best trade at the NBA trade deadline by trading Russell Westbrook for Ben Simmons. Russ won that thing for Team LeBron by taking bad shot after bad shot. His plus minus was like minus 20 in a pickup game. He shot some ridiculous shots. And the one shot he made after missing like six in a row and he was staring it down like he was like making it rain. It was hilarious. I love me some Russell Westbrook, but he is the MVP for Team LeBron. And the 2019 Kia NBA All-Star is Kevin Durant. After the game, you know, KD's accepting his award. Who noticed that Kyrie Irving was the only dude gassing him up and dapping him up? Did anybody else notice that Kyrie was one happy camper? Obviously, Kawhi there was dancing, right? He was doing his little cha-cha's little merengue on the side right there. But it was the Kyrie and KD love affair right there, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I know a lot of you saw the Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant video in the hallway where Kyrie Irving is putting up the two fingers saying two dog two as in it could be two max slots it could be you've already won two rings trying to convince him to come to New York and not just the Knicks the Brooklyn Nets are in play talk to my guy Scoop B the new the Brooklyn Nets are in play I don't know about the Clippers together I don't know if they all go to LeBron the East they can make a statement East Coast biggest city big media you gotta have it I love it and you know what's so funny is Kyrie and Kevin Durant are probably just fucking with everybody because they're both extremely calculated. You don't think they saw that dude or that lady in the corner with the giant iPhone in their hands, like two hands for safety, that giant iPhone probably got a bright glittery uh, case on it and, and some dude staring at them for 30 to 45 seconds. Come on now, ladies and gentlemen, Kyrie and KD know what's going on. They're, they're writing, they're writing the narrative right now for them. They're getting their, they're getting their news out there. They're, I respect it. They got to do what they got to do. Get the, get the people talking. I cannot wait for the second half of the season. Is it even the second half? The final third, rather. I cannot wait for the final third of the season. Are the Lakers going to make the playoffs? Are the Kings going to keep hot? Are the Clippers going to drop out? It's uh, it's going to be very interesting to see. My bold prediction is the Lakers somehow, some way, get to the seventh seed so they can avoid the Golden State Warriors until the Western Conference Finals. I hope the eighth seed is the Sacramento Kings because that will be the most entertaining 4-1 series 
in the playoffs. Of course, the Warriors are going to smash the Kings, but the Kings are coming. De'Aaron Fox is changing the culture. You got Marvin Bagley there. I don't know what they're going to do with uh, uh, Willie Cauley-Stein. Harrison Barnes is, is doing the damn thing. He's back in the Bay Area, so maybe he'll find himself again. Not Bay Area. What am I saying? I act like Sacramento is on the is like East Oakland. <laughs> no, it's just NorCal. Harrison Barnes is back in Northern California. You got Buddy Hill shooting the lights out. I, I like what Sacramento's doing. Shout out to the Brate, Vladi Divac. The other big winner besides Kevin Durant is Petey Pablo. I love that North Carolina, come on and raise up. I hope he owns the rights of that song because they played that song every commercial break. So shout out to Petey Pablo, the man who made Freak a Leak, the man who uh, who had me waving that towel back in 2004, looking like a fool in private school. But shout out to Petey Pablo. Richardson! Trent Richardson's got another touchdown for Birmingham. Let's talk AAF. Yeah, the American Alliance of Football. Look, I haven't watched a second of this. Okay, I don't watch the G League. I don't watch minor league baseball. I will watch amateur fights because I just really enjoy uh, pugilistic sports. I'll watch a four-round boxing match on a prelim. I'll get there at 2 o'clock and watch the UFC fights like with, with, like, with prospects. I, that's the only thing I'll watch on an amateur level. But I'm not watching Trent Richardson average two yards a carry for the Birmingham Iron, okay? I'd rather watch the Arena League. They need to bring the Arena League back. That was fun when they would tackle people into the crowd and you could keep the football if it it was thrown to the stands. I love it. They need to bring that back. But it came out yesterday that uh, the the Carolina Hurricanes owner, I I don't know his name, Tom Dondon, is that his name? I I don't know. If, If it's wrong, you can buzz me. But if it's right, you can hit me with the ding, ding, ding. But Tom Dondon... I'm rolling with it, folks. He put in $250 million into this thing. All right. And uh, now he owns it. They came up to him uh, yesterday. He's like, yeah, you own this thing now. Or the weekend, probably. You own this thing now. Uh, you got it. They barely made payroll last week. That's not a good sign, ladies and gentlemen. If you can barely make payroll after uh, week one or what, week two, uh, I hope the owner of the Carolina Hurricanes, he's got deep pockets. He's going to try and make it happen. He tried to buy the Panthers, uh, and instead he got a whole league. So uh, good for him. I think he'll chalk it up as a W. Uh, but man, the XFL is still coming as well. So I don't know if Vince McMahon can get a money back guarantee on the XFL, but I don't know how all these spring football games leagues rather are going to exist. A lot of people said it's going to happen because of the spring people love football. I think they got some ratings, but it's not as good as the NFL. It doesn't have the, the teams that you grew up with. It doesn't have the brand. It doesn't have the superstars. Look, I know people are talking about the combine. They're more excited about the combine and whether Kyler Murray is throwing or not than the AAF. And that's all the time I'm going to spend on the AAF because finally... baseball made a splash okay Manny Machado has signed with the San Diego Padres finally Finally. Uh, there's like what 24 hours left in spring training and one of the major signings has finally happened folks Manny Machado is on his way to San Diego he's staying in the NL West he's making 30 million dollars a year and he's living in San Diego I can't be mad at Manny Machado for that San Diego probably the most underrated city in America it's got the most people for a one-sport team, right, in America. 3.3 million people. It's got one team now, the Padres. 
Okay, Montreal, I believe, is the biggest in North America. They should probably get the raise in about five years. But let's go back to Manny Machado. He finally got his deal done. He got paid $30 million a year. He's going to pay some taxes, right, 13%. He'll probably pay about $40 million over the next 10 years. There's an opt-out after five years, okay? Now, look, this is what's so funny is the San Diego Padres, they ain't winning jack shit, okay? They're probably going to win 70 games again this year with Machado in the lineup, but this is all about putting butts in the seats. You can justify it if you can put more people in Petco, more beer sales, more hot dog sales, more family time. I get it for San Diego. They signed Hosmer last season, right? And now they have Machado this season. They're finally spending. Hosmer was the first person they've ever spent on a $100 million deal, the San Diego Padres. And now they dropped $300 million on Manny Machado. I expect this to go very, very smoothly for the first two years. And then about year three, they're going to realize, oh, crap, we need to trade this guy. Let's put this guy on the block. We're not really winning anything. We do. They do have a, a deep elite prospect system, right? They got the number one farm system right now, according to Keith Law, in Major League Baseball. So they may be good in two to three years, but there's going to be a lockout maybe in 2021. And uh, it's all going to go haywire. I expect Machado, very similar to Alex Rodriguez, signed the major deal on a bad team. I don't think he's going to win MVP. I don't think he's going to put up A-Rod numbers, but he is going to do the damn thing in San Diego. We, I, we He stays in the NL West, so we got to boo him a little bit now that I'm a Dodgers fan. But they're not really going to make noise. They'll still be last place, and he'll be shipped off to a contender in about three years. That's my opinion. He has an opt-out after five years. so And he's got a little bit of a no-trade clause, which is, man, they gave him the whole boat and a bag of chips. So shout-out to Manny Machado. He's going to be doing a lot of surfing come October, and he'll be watching the Los Angeles Dodgers win that division uh, for the next, what, two to three years, I think. Giants, they're not really doing much with Bochi retiring the Diamondbacks. Ah, I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, they just traded Paul Goldschmidt to St. Louis. And uh, the, the Colorado Rockies, they're kind of in no man's land. They may dump Nolan Arenado at the, at the trade deadline or even next offseason. So uh, go Dodgers and uh, great for Manny Machado. And now all that's left is for Bryce Harper to sign a $301 million deal with the Philadelphia Phillies. I've been saying this for a month or two. I think Manny Machado, sorry, Bryce Harper is going to sign with the Phillies. Now the Padres should just go all in and sign Bryce Harper. Get Machado and Harper in there in beautiful San Diego. It's right near Las Vegas for Bryce Harper. I think it works a lot for Bryce Harper. Make it happen. Have two $300 million deals on payroll. Look, their payroll before Manny Machado was like $102 million, right? Or $106 million. They can make it happen, okay? And why not? San Diego's a great place to live. They'll probably, what, compete for a wild card slot with those guys? I'm up for it. I'm up for the Padres going all in, doing, doing fun stuff like that. They got great management. talk about is a little nfl my guy a b wait a minute am i allowed to call him a b let's talk about let's call him mr big chest he wants to be called mr big chest so mr big chest call me mr big chest big chest for now big chest brown for now on don't even call me a b just call me big chest yeah mr big chest he had a meeting with homie Art Rooney II. They had a respectful meeting, a respectful conversation, and they both realized and they came to the conclusion that it's best to be traded and move on. And now AB has a lot of suitors. There's the Raiders. There's the Niners. There's the, the what? The Eagles may make a move for him. The Patriots are out there looking for a wide receiver if Odell Beckham doesn't go back on the trade market. The best 
spot for him, in my opinion, is the Green Bay Packers. Look, you pair him up with Aaron Rodgers. They got tons of cap space. They got tons of assets. You can pair him up with Devontae Adams. Got a fun offensive coach in there, and he's out of the AFC, okay? The other one I'm going to say is the Rams. Why not Rams? Why don't you package a first-round pick in Brandon Cooks, make the money matchup, and that way Brandon Cooks is in Pittsburgh. You put him with Juju Smith-Schuster. They got a great tight end out there as well. That's a fun one as well. But I'm looking at the Packers to make the move. They didn't trade for Khalil Mack last year. Right now, this is a chance to get Aaron Rodgers a true weapon, a true number one, make it happen. The one I don't want to see is the New Orleans Saints. If the Saints somehow get Antonio Brown, that is very scary. Drew Brees to AB, I'm sorry, Mr. Big Chest. Drew Brees to Mr. Big Chest, deep balls all day in the Superdome. Do you remember when Antonio Brown did the Choppa style uh, earlier this year with the, when the Steelers came to New Orleans? There's going to be a lot of Choppa Choppa style if that trade happens. And that's all I got for today's Too Legit episode number 36. Make sure to subscribe here on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and YouTube. You can listen to us every Wednesday. I like this every Wednesday format. We're dropping a Too Legit every Wednesday. We may have some emergency podcast drop as well throughout the week if there's some breaking news. And if you're interested in some more MMA and boxing, some more combat sports, check out the YouTube channel. There's some bonus content. Throughout the week there, every day we got a fun video. Check us out. Two Legit Sports on Instagram, YouTube. We're going to be back on Twitter. We're doing the damn thing. Thank you, everyone, for listening and subscribing to the show. Till next week, my name is Alex Fernandez. Leave some comments below and a five-star rating if you haven't. And deuces to Mr. Big Chest. And deuces to the Two Legit Nation. T.O.P.